I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and good evening. What's happening, everybody? It's Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily, and we welcome you. On this Tuesday night edition, Louis Dangor is back. SB3 sat in for one show only last Tuesday. Louis is back on Tuesday night duties. The Wonder Kid, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I've had an eventful few days, but um, I've had a chill one today, which is nice. Indeed you have. Uh, Well, you say a chill one. Obviously, you're off work this week, I'm led to believe. But not really, because like me, you do this show. And Melina is coming up after, right? Yeah, exactly. So I'm... I have. I don't. I, when was the last time? I don't think I've ever since I started working for Russell Talk had like a week off work where I've managed to actually do no work, um, which is through my own fault. Russell Talker always. It, it, the people on the website are always telling me you're not very good at taking time off, are you? And I'm like, no, no, I'm not. But yeah, I had I had a nice long walk today, so I'm I'm refreshed, happy, looking forward to covering. Uh, covering Raw and all, all the all the news, which I haven't just sent you while we were doing our intro. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like it's the nature of the beast, right? Like you don't because I I found this as well. Whenever I take time off, then you get emailed and it's like, oh, do you want to do this or do you want to like or something breaks and no one else is going to do it, and you're like, oh, for God's sake, yeah. So it, it, it's like so. So I knew I was taking this week off, and then uh, sort of the opportunity to interview Melina came up, and I'm like. You can't you can't turn down those opportunities or say to people no no no, no. can we do another time you, you sort of have to in the role we're in be accommodating to other people and I love doing the wrestling daily so at no point did I want to miss another episode of the wrestling daily so I thought you know what I will I will be here yeah absolutely and you mentioned Melina now here's a sneak peek for fans of my. Talk sports show that goes out Mondays seven till nine Talk Sport two. On March 8th, we're doing a special because it's International Women's Day, right? So we're just having lots of women on the show. Steph Chase is going to be on the in the house. Denise Salcedo at some point is going to be involved. Melina is going to be involved. Natalia, Kaylee Ray, Thunder Rosa, right? These are names. Gail Kim, Taylor Wilde, like... We are getting all these women, you know, from all these different promotions uh, involved. A, a lot of them are just, I think most of them are finalised. I think we're having Natalia and Kaylee Ray on together, which right. is like, this is the only thing. Do you know what I mean? It's like confirmed, but not confirmed. I don't know if we're having them separate or as a double. Um, but anyway, that's very exciting to me, getting all these different women on different, 
you know, uh, parts of their careers, companies, all that good stuff. We can hopefully celebrate all the good things that have happened in the last sort of, well, what do we want to say, the women's revolution? Seven years, I think it is now. Yeah, so, six, 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 no, six really, 2015. Yeah, so make sure you tune into my radio show as uh, as Mark has don't worry, Mark. It's not this show. It's my radio show on Talksport. Make sure you tune into that. Uh, anyone in the states, you can do it on the Talksport app. You can catch up at any time. Same for you guys here in the UK. I always put the link out on Twitter anyway. So if you guys check out that day, you'll get it. Make sure you come over. It's going to be great. I can't wait to uh, give give the women their due. Uh, Louis, before we get going, there's some housekeeping to do. You guys need to give a thumbs up to this video, and you guys need to subscribe to the Wrestling Daily YouTube channel. I know plenty of you already have, and we are very grateful, but we would like to keep growing, so please do. Also, Ultra Chats, you know what time it is. It was raw yesterday. Randy Orton was throwing up oil. Get us your Ultra Chats in. Let us know what you think. Give us some hot takes. Let us debate. Get them into us. You might have seen my chat with Kenny Omega. I've dropped five articles of that. The latest one talking about the Joshis and how Shida put together the Japanese side of that tournament. And she, what a great job she's done. You might have some thoughts about that. Get them into us, uh, Louis, because who, what wonderful person will then get them on screen for them? The mod mother, Lady Lou Jenner. Oh! Who, as we always put over on this show, is is the integral part of WrestleTalk, not just Wrestling Daily. An integral part of Wrestle Talk. So she she collects everything. So do the lovely moderators, all of them here. Um, the keep the keep you fine folk in the comments in check. Uh, yeah, any questions, topics, hot takes, anything, get them into wrestling uh, wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily, and we will debate, discuss, rip you apart, what whatever 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 your ultra chat uh, sort of warrants. Yeah, indeed. I uh <laughs> I, I, I was thinking the mod mother, like, did you, you're so young, so you might not even get this joke. But Soccer AM, when they used to mention Robbie Fowler, it'd be like, hallelujah. I might start giving See, mod mother. I know, he, I know he's called God because I'm a Liverpool fan. So I know exactly. he's called God. I didn't know that Soccer AM did that. Oh, they did. This is a Tim Lovejoy era. Again, might be something you don't know about. What an era that was for Soccer AM. Anyway, a lot of wrestling fans here probably don't care. So let's get on to... The titular news, Louis. You know how we do it here, how we like to kick things off. And this one is a nice little nod to our friend Rick Pacino at Sportskeeda, who recently spoke to Samoa Joe. Yeah, he. Uh, I was quite surprised when when I, when I saw he dropped this interview because normally, I presume this went through WWE, normally WWE don't really like to sort of let people uh, get interviewed, but he's doing that uh, new interview series, isn't he? Who, who is Samoa Joe? Samoa Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, um, I, I thought you were saying you were surprised because the, the US version of Sports Keeda do get access. No, I, I mean, I wasn't surprised by that. I was surprised that Samoa That's Joe Samoa was Joe, doing media. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, normally, not normally, like, I mean, you wouldn't, I know it's different, but you wouldn't get an interview with Corey Graves. Or someone like that. So, but listen, great interview nonetheless. And obviously, Joe is a wrestler; just hasn't wrestled in kind of a year now. Um, so he said he's not going to be able to put a timetable on his return, but said he want uh, uh, the direct quote is, "I just want to assure people that you know WWE is medical doing the uh, WWE medical is doing the best of my health and my well being, and I'm appreciative of it. So we're taking our time. We're making sure that I'm as healthy as I can be, and we are." Uh, he basically says that he's. Uh, 
that's the update is WWE is taking the time like we've seen in the past with Christian, with Daniel Bryan. WWE is not going to clear anyone sort of very quickly. And Willy Exactly. Mm. Which, to, to be fair, you can criticize WWE all you want. Fair play to them. They've always kind of stuck with that, and we're not going to clear people before they're ready. So, but Samoa Joe has well, sort of well, well, <laughs> in the modern era, sure. In the mo- in the modern era, I would like to preface. Um, and obviously, but Samoa Joe has thankfully said he is he will, as far as he is concerned, obviously pending clearance, is hoping to wrestle again and want to wrestle again. He is not retired by any means, and I, I, he, he's been a massive miss on the roster. He's a fantastic promo, a great wrestler. And I hope he can come back happy and healthy uh, soon because he is. Abs- I, I've got so much time and respect for Samoa Joe. Quite an old school guy. I know you've done interviews with him before where he's not. He, he, a lot of it's in character. He doesn't normally give too much away. And I've got a lot of respect for that. So uh, hoping to see him back and healthy before too long. Uh, one thing I do want to uh, touch on before I give my thoughts on Samoa Joe. It's Carol One says, one egg seems to be missing. Yo, boy, get on here. And then moments later, CM Chris, under that whip, went, I'm here. (laughs) I love that. Their relationship plays out in our chat. I love it. It's my favourite. Anyway. It is good fun. Samoa Joe, again, I said, do you remember when I said the other day it would be a crime if Bobby Lashley finishes WWE career without a world title, that's how I feel about Samoa Joe. It would be insane. I think there was a stat last year, and give or take a couple of numbers here, because I'm not for sure on the precise number. He's like 9-0 and in WWE title matches. Oh, 0-9, I, I, I should say. I or maybe it's even more. World title matches, I think, because that includes Universal, not just WWE. But I think yes. so. Yeah, it's like 9, 10. It's around that, which is mental. But, um, again, his talent, there's so many people that are clamouring for Samoa Joe to be a world champion. Look, he's been awesome on commentary. I might argue my favourite across both of the brands, Raw and SmackDown, is Samoa Joe. And I think his chemistry with Tom Phillips is very good. It is very good. I enjoy it. But that is nothing compared to what I want to see Samoa Joe back in the ring, doing what he does best. Um, The last time I spoke to Samoa Joe was at the Royal Rumble last year. And that's when I asked him about the Roman storyline. I was like, was that ever going anywhere? He was like, no. Uh, (laughs) I said about being in a Samoan stable. He was like, no. But he was really good fun. He was very funny to talk to and um, cool to open up with. I, I mean, once... I, uh, I think I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again for anyone who hasn't heard it. I interviewed him at SummerSlam. This is 2017, I think. And um, I caught it. It was like 7 a.m., which for some reason WWE do. They have you like congregate to these junkets at 7 a.m. Uh, and then at the time I was working for Give Me Sport and – it wasn't like I am now, Luke. Like when you and I talk to wrestlers now, we, you know, we've got questions that we want to probe and headlines that we can probably formulate in our mind. Gimme Sport was more about like the social aspect and doing funny things on video. Yeah. And um, we did like a Twitter versus WWE. That was like the segment, right? Did it with New Day. Amazing. So funny. Great stuff. Um, we did it with, I think we did it with AJ Styles and it was great. Did it with Samoa Joe at 7 a.m wasn't so great 
Um, we never ended up putting that out. I might dig out the video for you guys one day to watch it because he's just like, I don't think he fully understands what the game was. And then I didn't explain it great. And then like you only get like two or three minutes with them. It wasn't great. <laughs> so let's just leave it at that. But anyway, Samoa Joe, world champion before he's done. I really hope so. Just He, he falls into that bracket of guys. And I know that the tag deserving Lou is like a sticky one in wrestling. Um, mm. But I do feel like there's a lot of fans that would get a kick out of Samoa Joe at the top. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think Samoa Joe as WWE champion makes sense. Uh, we're kind of seeing that as we'll talk about with Raw. We're seeing that with Bobby Lashley, and it's great to see. But I think if it would be a crime, as you say, if Samoa Joe didn't get a WWE title shot, a WWE or Universal, a world title shot. I think he could be, if he gets cleared, the guy to take the title of Roman, that could be really cool. Um, I know he said he didn't want to be part of a Samoan uh, faction, and I think he's even joked about being like the only Samoan in wrestling that's not related to all the other Samoans <laughs> in wrestling. Yeah. Um, so I think it'd be really cool, that dynamic. I just like, listen, as, as we've said, he's a, he's a fine commentator, very good commentator, but it's nothing compared to what he can do in the ring and on the mic in a promo. I remember in the lead up to the Elimination Chamber, so around this time two years ago, he was cutting a promo where he just ran down everyone on, on the SmackDown roster. Uh, before the WWE title elimination chamber, one of the go home SmackDowns, and it was awesome. So um, yeah, more of more of Samoa Joe on my screen will never go amiss. Yeah, absolutely. I, th I mean, his future probably is in commentary. Like he'll make a when he has to get out of wrestling. So easy living for him, um, but not yet. He'd probably, he'd probably make a great coach as well because he's just so good. He really is. He really is. Um, I suppose we should talk about Raw. But before I do that, I do want to bring up something. Uh, apparently, the Ultra Chats weren't working to begin with, but they are now, we're told. Um, mm. they, they are working. Mod Mother says so. She's got it. So do not be... Yeah, uh, I, I, you know. I can see we, we've got a fair few in the in the chamber already. So uh, if, you, if, if you're having issues, stick at it, uh, and, and we'll, we'll obviously get to your comments, questions as they come in. We will indeed. Now, let's uh, pivot before we... We'll come back to some news, but let's get into Raw Sorry, anyway. You can't say pivot without saying it like Ross like Ross. Pivot. 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 Yeah, good show. Um, blah, blah, blah. Where to start with Raw, man? Do you know what? I'm going to make a very general statement of Raw okay. last night. I liked it, okay? Yeah, me too. I liked it. I liked the opener. I liked when I actually uh, look at the matches. Okay, Morrison and Riddle going to be good. I knew it was going to be good. Priest and Gaza. When I heard that was on there, I was like, "Yeah, I'm down." Priest and Gaza, sure. The main event was what you hoped it would be. Just you know, like bit too, you know, as Big E would say, "Big old boys slapping meat." That's what it was, and uh, mm. I liked it. I liked it. Um, I can't find, you know, okay, Randy Orton coughing up tar was was a choice. Um, but other than that, I, I think this is actually a show that had a running narrative that was Fred in that I liked, uh, led to a high stakes match that led to something next week and Rhea Ripley's going to be turning up soon. So all in all, yeah. I was, I was watching last night, like this is one of the better roars I can remember in recent memory. Yeah, I... I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was it was a great show. Bobby, it was all about Bobby Lashley, which you will never find me complaining about that. And again, you say that a year ago, we would have laughed at you if you said a, a whole episode of, of Raw basically 
listen, if Bobby doesn't win the title next week, I'll be shocked. Like absolutely shocked. I'd be stunned. Yeah, and and he should, and it it, it just it's gonna work, and it it kind of listen. Even I, I got to I got I got to hold my hands up. I said to you that I thought Miz would do comedy nonsense, and there wasn't a lot of that. His his Miz TV promo I really liked. I thought it was great. I thought the whole I I enjoyed the majority. After of the show. you said that he was going to do comedy rubbish, you said that. Listen, listen it, it was a little bit of comedy rubbish. There there was a little bit. It was like wow. you could tell. Tom Morrison. I love this. He was talking down the people that he's eclipsed in WWE. He was like, listen, Batista, John Cena. And he just chucks Bobby Lashley's name in there. And you're like, I know you've done that to set to set the thing up. But really, come on. His name is not in that list. But no, I, I really enjoyed the show a lot. Uh, having Bobby go over clean in the main event, like perfectly clean, was great. Uh, we're setting up Shane versus uh, Braun at Mania. That's pretty clear. Um, I didn't like the women's um, tag title stuff. It felt like, I don't like saying it felt like the Divas era, but they weren't given long at all. They weren't really given entrances. It didn't feel important. Um, the 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 At least Asuka seems to be getting a storyline with Charlotte, which is good. Um, Rhea Ripley will feel like an injection of fresh blood. Um, hope Asuka's okay, by the way, because she got a nasty kick to the face from Shayna Baszler and um, a tooth fly. Now, I, 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 so I didn't watch Raw live, so I was just saying I was so thankful that it wasn't Nia Jax that did it because Twitter would have gone crazy. And it does prove, listen, like Shayna's a bit of a fan favorite. If the exact same thing happened with Nia, fans would have been on Shane on on Nia's back crazily be like you're all for you i understand it's like a, it's not a, it's like a repeat offense thing like if it keeps coming up uh like there, there's no smoke without fire she, but again, she's, I, I, she's made her bed to a degree but also you know, I, i'm gonna offer a defense for shana the same way i would have done if naya had done this right clearly she tries to kick oscar's shoulder clearly right she's not aiming for her face or anything but oscar at the like wrong moment obviously sees her in a vision and dips and then it ricochets off the shoulder into her face. Mm. It's one of those like terribly unfortunate things. And then straight away, Shayna knows she's like, Oh no, like she's straight down there and trying to pick her up and like the loosest like headlock you've ever seen because obviously, and and Oscar, you can tell by the way, is rattled her face. Even after the match, she's trying to do the post-match angle with Charlotte Flair. And she's looking very much like, Oh my God. Um, and if, I, I think if you look closely in, in the GIF and that, that I posted earlier, you can actually see the, the tooth yeah. leave her mouth. So like, that's a hard, hard hit. That would leave you dazed and like, you know, credit to her for finishing the match. But I um I do think, like I just said, obviously wasn't reckless. It was just like one of them where it was very unfortunate. Happen. Yeah, it, it's it's wrestling, right? Like it, it comes off her shoulder, Oscar dips at the wrong time, and it kind of like ricochets into her face, and it's just so unfortunate. Like I, I haven't to be fair, I haven't seen anyone say like, oh, no, no, no. What was that? Or reckless? I haven't seen that. So, and, and to be fair, completely my fault. When I heard that Asuka got a co- tooth kicked out, instinct went to Nia Jax. It's on me. It, it is on me. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed that. The Randy Orton stuff was, mm, it was all right. Uh, I almost looked 
brilliant, like absolutely brilliant. It's just indicative of WWE, though, isn't it? You got Ricochet and AJ Styles there, but Omos is the guy with the video package beforehand with the post match stuff. But no, I, I've enjoyed everything they've done with him. Listen, it, everything WWE Raw last night was. I had quite low expectations because I was quite down on the main event, but it even made me feel better uh, of Elimination Chamber. It, e- it even made me feel better about that. And uh, next week, likely seeing Bobby Lashley as WWE Champion. Great stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, I forgot to even mention that in my list of matches that I was excited about. Ricochet and Styles, for the few minutes they went, was really good. Like, Ricochet kind of portraying that fire because, obviously, of the history of AJ and stuff. Really good, man. Like I, I know like it's so easy to crap on Raw. And um, I don't mean that even from a lazy critic standpoint. I mean it from the aspect of WWE make it easy for us. Yes. But I do think last night was one of the easier watches of Raw that I've had in a long time. And not just easy, but like I'm looking at the segments who are in them. I enjoyed them. Bad Bunny again with another good use of his time. Mm-hmm. Priest is still looking good to me. Like I even like the way... Our truth is, of course, hilarious, but I do enjoy the way that Priest kind of like sternly ice cold stare down, stoic. Um, and then when it comes to the ring time, he delivered again as well. So, to me, everything that Raw aimed at last night, maybe bar the Randy Orton situation, which does seem like they're playing for like weekly, they're kind of playing for time because they're trying to get obviously to where they need to go with the Fiend and Orton for WrestleMania. And this is just like every week they're like, okay, well, how can we like keep this supernatural thing going? And that's what they came up with. I don't know. I, I will say, I understand what they're doing because they, and to be fair, WWE doesn't often do this where they've got an angle like a, like someone being fired or someone being, in this case, burnt. Um, and but they've actually kept him off TV for like two months, and that is pretty rare for WWE. Normally, you'd expect him to have been back by now or back the back. the next night. Right, right. So fair play to them. Best schedules in WWE for years. <laughs> like, oh, he's loving it. <laughs> he, he's having a great time. He only wrestles like once every you know however long, six weeks, two months, or whatever, and then. But, flip, but I, I still bet out. he's been massively involved in the segments that have gone on uh, in his absence. I'm willing to bet good money. I know, I know my, my, I would my say he's involved, involved, but I don't know if he's, you know, a I, I lot of Bruce Pritchard smells on, on the Yeah, stage. yeah, but involved. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's their angle heading to WrestleMania. There's no doubt about it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. But, uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, I, I do want to take this moment to say as well, I thought Charlotte Flair knocked her segment with Rick out of the park. And I have seen people, lots and lots of people, say that not only is Charlotte a bad promo, but she can't. That's a key difference. She can't do a good promo. That segment was one of her best in terms of character and personality I've seen in a long time. And it was probably easier opposite Rick. I get that. But still, I thought Charlotte was the star of that segment and um, and she stole it, man. Like that, That's one of the best things I've seen in a while. Yeah, like, listen, you can be negative about WWE. You can be negative about Charlotte Flair and her presentation. She hasn't looked... Her last eight matches, she hasn't won. So one thing you cannot say is WWE is forcing her down our, down our throats or giving her wins over younger talent. That is not what they're doing at the moment. She hasn't won in eight matches. Granted, some have been like the Rumble and things like that. So a lot, a fair few have been tag matches. Um, but I, I, I thought her promo last night was, was fine. Uh, fine is probably a bit of an understatement. I enjoyed her promo a lot. Um, I just don't... I don't know whether... I'm not very invested in the Ric Flair storyline. Again, it's similar to what we were talking uh, yesterday about uh, Reginald and being involved with the Sasha Banks and uh, uh, Bianca Belair stuff. And the Miz, to an extent, being involved with the Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre stuff. Uh, good job having not having Drew on TV last night. I thought that was a great call as well, which I'll get onto in a second. But uh, I, I just don't know about Ric Flair being involved with the Asuka and Charlotte Flair storyline, which I presume is the angle for WrestleMania. Maybe Rhea Ripley will have some involvement in that, but I, I, I don't quite. I don't know how Ric Flair fits into this storyline of with Charlotte Flair and Asuka, and sort of, uh, I guess, where that's going to be heading. Well, they they kind of wrote him out, right? Like the Lacey story was done. You know, Charlotte told him to go yeah, home. But I'm not, Charlotte I'm not... told him to go home every week since he's been back. No, well. You... That's different, though, with an ongoing story where Lacey was involved. Clearly, yeah. last night, the purpose of that segment was to kind of end the Ric Flair-Lacey Evans story. That that That's what I took away from that. Whether he's involved and I hope moving so. forward... Well, yeah, we all hope so. But whether he's involved moving forward, I think, is a different question. Um, but you, you're not wrong. Look, they had to move away from that. We all thought that story stunk. I don't know anyone who thought it was great. But that I did appreciate. They kind of, you know, tied a bow on that story, moved on like they had to. But they also had the element of Charlotte kind of saying that Rick has been, hold, you know, not holding her down. That's the wrong term. But like hindering her since he's been around. Yeah, and her being associated. And you, you've even said this on shows before. If her name was Charlotte Jones, I think is the example you use. She wouldn't. I think just being associated with Ric Flair. Listen, it's a bit. It's a bit difficult to explain because she is. She's. She said she was not trying to be Ric Flair's daughter. She was trying to be Charlotte Flair, but she is uh, using the robe, using the figure four. I know it's the figure eight wooing it did feel a bit like all right you pick and choose when you want to be associated with rick flair but i, I think the storyline was to try and endear her to fans as well to say listen like i know like I, i'm not trying to ride on his coattails like i want to be my own character my own person 
Um, and I, I think sort of the vibe I got, I know that Charlotte inadvertently hit her in the face, but I got from the vibe that if they are going to have a match at WrestleMania, Asuka would be the heel. That's kind of the vibe I got. And it'd be Charlotte being the babyface. Could be. Could be. Um, I, I still think the babyface Oscar overcoming Charlotte and getting the win back is the way to go. But you could, you could be right. I mean... When it comes, I mean, I'm not going to like go on and on about Charlotte Flair because I think I've made my feelings about her very clear in the past. I rate her extremely highly. I think she is dealt a bad hand by fans. You, you know, don't forget she doesn't book, right? It's not her fault that that you know she's put in these situations. But when she is put in those situations, she almost never has a bad match. In fact, she has great matches on pay per view, and that's one thing that people seem to forget. So, yeah, okay, I understand what you're saying about the associate. I have no problem with people having an association or heritage. Like, if anything, we've sat here and moaned that Bo Dallas isn't connected with Bray Wyatt or Curtis Axel wasn't, you know, properly utilised, you know, Michael McGillicuddy, all of that stuff, right? There's a lot of heritage there sometimes that could be worked better, I think. And in the case of Charlotte Flair, the ironic thing is Ric Flair would be the first one to say, like, she's better than me. You know, she's like, you know, she's the star. It's not about me now, whether he means it or not. But he says that when you talk to him. So her presentation is one thing, but the ability there and her in-ring stuff, I think once you get there, it doesn't really matter, the rest of it. Like, yeah, you can have the nods to it. People want the nods. They want to feel involved with the character and the heritage and all that stuff. People want that. Um, as long as you don't just become a parody of that, yeah, that's when it becomes a problem. And I've never thought that Charlotte Flair was. I always thought her ability was far more than like a tribute act to Ric Flair. I agree, but she will always have people and wrong people saying that she's only in that position because of Ric. Like, it's inevitable. Uh, there was a comment here from Chris Petru, which I wanted to bring up. She should drop the surname if she's serious. What do you think about that? Do you think that would help things if, like, sort of this ongoing storyline with not wanting to be sort of Ric Flair's daughter? Do you think she just should become Charlotte? Well, originally, she if, was. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, it was just Charlotte, right? She picked yeah. up Flair. Um, so would it have made a difference? I don't, I don't. It's hard to say. It didn't seem to make a difference back then. And if you did drop it now, everyone knows. <laughs> like, what difference did that yeah. really make? Right. Like, who, who are you kidding? I mean, I, I get, I do get the notion, though. I, I get what Chris is saying, but I don't. I just don't think that would really play a factor now that like everybody knows that she's Charlotte Flair. So what difference does it make? Uh, Prangel I, is I, 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 Hang on. Uh, Prangel is desperate for us to touch on this. Alex, please talk about LA Knight, aka Eli Drake, in WWE NXT, please. I saw the mask earlier, what the plans were. I mean, Louis might have some information, but I don't. I don't know exactly the direction there. Um, all I do know is that he's another great pickup, like in the mould of maybe a Malcolm Bivens, Robert Stone, amazing charisma, personality, ability on the microphone. I hope we see more in the ring than we have done from the two I just mentioned. Um, and he does have that in his locker for sure. Have I heard that he's getting a rocket strapped or anything? No. Let's not say he's not, but I uh, I don't know. But he's a good, great pickup for NXT and great for him after all the work he's put in his career. Agreed. I did want to bring this up because while while we're talking about this, probably sure. You mean the signees? Yeah, I thought while we're talking about this, a lot of signees were announced today by uh, Mike Johnson, a PW Insider, or reported, I should say, rather Mm. than sort of revealed. Um, Let me just get that up. You you take your time, mate. We're only live. Do as you go. 
This comment threw me off. Um, okay. But we have here uh, 10 new signings have been announced. Angela Arnold, a student with Booker T. Christian Brigham, a.k.a. Christian Casanova. Parker Bordreau, obviously the next Brock Lesnar standout <sighs> that everyone's been comparing him to. Um, Gigi Dolan, formerly Priscilla Kelly. Anthony Henry, formerly of Evolve. Christian Hubble, who is Blake Christensen, who's done stuff for New Japan and Impact. Cora Jade, who is Elena Black. Uh, Bronson uh, Rick Steiner, who is Rick Steiner's son. That's cool. He's a, Again, he's a big, big dude as well, he is, by the way. Talking about heritage, 23 years old. Uh, Carissa Rivera. Uh, Zoe Stark as well. Lacey Ryan, who debuted on... Uh, NXT last week, I believe. Or no, yeah. she did some stuff before. But um, she was she was involved last week. Yeah, uh, good stuff. But apparently Mike Johnson in his tweet, sort of tweeting out this article, said, uh, first 10 confirmed, more to come. And there was a lot of, I know, sort of around NXT TakeOver time, there was like, oh, so-and-so has been announced. So-and-so has been announced or reported. Yeah. So I presume we're going to get a few uh, sort of confirmation in, in a few days from WWE with more names involved. Um, interesting... I guess LA Knight or Eli Drake, who we've already seen on TV, wasn't announced, which is quite interesting. Uh, maybe he's not. I, I guess. Do they still like even people like Shinsuke? Are they still in the PC class if they're like established names? Like, do they just? Uh, how does it work? Do they? Well, do they not go? Do they not Sh report to the PC? Shinsuke was just a signing, if I remember correctly. Like he, yeah. he, he, he didn't do the whole, you know, in the grey performance center shirt. The pose. I don't remember seeing that for Shinsuke. Um, you know, we've seen a few of these people, like Cora Jade, for instance. She was in the Dusty Rhodes Classic, and another one of them was as well. Um, like Jeez, we've seen, Jordan, yeah. we've seen a few of them already on TV. And you know, it may be uh, LA Knight is just a signing. You know, does he really need? I know you have to learn the WWE style, which is a terrible, um, a terrible. Uh, platitude that people plaster around but uh i don't think he needs to obviously work on his craft per se from the ground up like the performance center typically does parker bordeaux sure he's an intake right um so yeah i, I would assume unless he's announced in the next which would be silly if he was that he's just a signing really just a, just a pickup and you know that these are the actual intake to the performance center which is probably different and uh, you know triple h has already said most women in this intake in history coming now. So yeah, I mean, very Ty, Ty Valkyrie to be added as well, uh, or as, as reported by PW Insider. So a lot of new names going to be coming through NXT over the next couple of weeks, uh, potentially hinting that we could see a few names depart either now. I know we're seeing Rhea Ripley. We've seen Damian Priest recently. Maybe after WrestleMania, we're going to get even more names. Uh, Undisputed Era seem like they're wrapping up with their stuff. Maybe we'll see Adam Cole after Mania. But there's a couple of exciting options. So uh, looking forward to seeing them. Yeah, absolutely. There are some decent options, and I do expect, famous last words, Adam Cole to be making uh, a move. Speaking of the Performance Centre, Jimmy Uso, he's back in there doing some work. Talk to us about that, Lou. Yeah, so Jimmy Uso put on, or the or the Usos put on Instagram, they've been working out on the PC together. I know he was doing, no, it wasn't in the ring. He was doing some, like, I guess, what do you call it? Like circuits in, in the gym in the PC, was, which obviously... It's like a football warm-up. Rotate yeah. your hip. Yeah, exactly. I guess it's just like getting in there. Probably was in the ring as well. 
great to see, obviously, Jimmy Uso back. I presume he'll he'll get straight in there with Jey Uso. Maybe even a match between the two at WrestleMania. I've seen that speculated or a tag team run. That could be really cool. Uh, yeah, very excited to see Jimmy Uso back. Always liked him. Always liked the Usos as a tag team. And I think it's only going to be better for him. He's probably been watching so, I guess, eagerly. Um, mm. we, we, what's what's been going on top? with Jay? Yeah, yeah, being like, mm, it had to be me that got got injured, didn't it? It had to be me. But you could say without that, would we have seen uh, Jay Uso if, if if Jimmy was there? Would we have seen Jay Uso? I guess in 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 the position he was in, probably not. Mm. Um, so maybe it was a blessing in disguise for them. And hopefully, I oh, guess uh, I, for Jay. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I hope that when Jimmy comes back he's brought up to that level as opposed to WWE just going, all right, now back to the tag team with you and Jimmy. I hope uh, with you and Jay, I hope he is brought up to the level that Jay has been brought up on by Roman Reigns. And I expect that to be the case. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, the tribal chief and his, his cohorts, they're not going anywhere, man. They are going to be the top team for a while. Yeah. And I'll say this, the heel Usos, are in my top five tag teams, favourite tag teams, not top five, top five favourite tag teams ever. I thought they were amazing back then in 2016, 17. Amazing. So um, here for that, here for that reunion. We got a comment here from Jeremy Bowman. Why has Vince given up on tag teams? And I love telling this story. Have you heard what Arn Anderson said on his podcast? He says a lot, but go on. So according to Arn Anderson, Vince has get, Vince doesn't like tag teams because that's two plane tickets you've got to buy instead of one. I think that was an old territory mentality. I've heard that before from like Eric Bischoff and people like that. Like back in the day, if you were filling out a show and you had to obviously, you know, you've got a crowd, you've got a gate, and out of that, you're going to pay the performance. You want less tag teams on that on that show because that's four people you got to pay for a match instead of two. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine Vince is that worried about plane tickets yeah. these days. Especially, he doesn't. He doesn't pay for flights. Exactly. Well, this is it. Well, he gives he gives talent downsides, and then they have to buy them. Yes, but, yes, yes. You yes. Know, still, yeah, no, no, Arn. I don't think that's right. Anyway, who am I to correct Arn Anderson? By the way, but I can't imagine that to be the the sole reason Vince goes. You know what? We're just going to get rid of the tag titles. I can't be forking out for these tickets anymore. <laughs> get rid. Speaking um, of Arn, did you hear what did you hear what Arn said at the weekend about Bad Bunny? Is this going to annoy me? Go on. He was like, oh, wrestling fans don't want to watch wrestling shows for these celebrity angles, for these celebrities being on our shows. And people are like, Arn, you know you're involved with the Cody Rhodes storyline with Shaquille O'Neal, right? And Tyson's been on that show. Um, the, The celebrity that's coming in for a match in three weeks. You know that, right? Honestly, just the, the the irony and the lack of self awareness was hilarious. Absolutely I wonder. Hilarious. I wonder if like his his disclaimer there would be that they're athletes and Bad Bunny is a musician. Um, I still I would don't... argue. I would much rather see Bad Bunny, who clearly likes wrestling as a and uh, loves wrestling, as opposed to Shaquille O'Neal. And I am listen. Uh, listen I'm not fighting for Arn Anderson here. <laughs> I'm just uh, playing devil's advocate. I would. I am enjoying what. Uh, Bad Bunny is doing at the moment in WWE. I know I'm, yeah, I'm all here for it. I do want to touch on this because we moved on uh, when we t- discussed the signings. Uh, Smithy Boy says, uh, does this help build NXT Evolve? Yeah, I think we expect it to. Gabe Sapolsky being involved, 
that's going to be the feeding ground for NXT, basically replacing what NXT was meant to be initially, but network television changed all of that. So, um, yes, I believe the big intake is linked to that. Um, so we should find out more details about that in the coming months. Uh, Lou, should we answer some ultra chats before... Well, actually, let's do the last bit of news. Then we'll do the ultra chats to get on the home straight of the show. Mansoor, the unbeatable Mansoor, uh, <laughs> what's he up to these days, Lou? So it's been a bit of speculation, I guess, a bit, a bit of, on the but educated speculation that he could be on the main roster now, as he was working some of the main event tapings, and that is normally a pretty good sign that you're either getting called up or have been called up. That's what we saw from Riddick Moss around this time last year, when, uh, when. He, um, when he got called up to the main roster, so I think a lot of people are sort of hoping that he, that he's now uh, called up. So he, who did he face on? Uh, here we go. Let's get that up. He faced Drew Gulak. Um, wasn't wasn't clear whether he lost or won, but exciting to see him on the main roster. Otherwise, you know what? I've liked Mansoor. I think he's really good. I liked what he did with Ziggler. Yeah, and I thought yeah, I think he's really. Good. I think he's decent. And listen, I'm not going to say put the title on him, but I think he's got a good promo. He's got he's got a lot of upside. I, I'm I'm quite a big big fan of Mansell. Did you see, this has just popped to my mind when you were saying about did you see, did you see? I saw Brian Alvarez tweet earlier trying to explain to people what a transitional champion was. And his argument was that The Miz is not a transitional champion because you can't have a heel take it off a face to put it on a heel to face a face. And I don't think that logic actually applies, <laughs> so, <laughs> to be honest. I get what he means, as in, like, a tr- transitional champion is really when you have a heel or a baby face and you either want way. to get – either Yeah, either way. And you want to get the champion uh, – the the sort of the title onto another person of that same sort of baby face slash heel leaning. So the person – so you, they would so say I'm a baby face and you're a baby face and WWE wants to wants me to – wants you to be the champion. I will drop the title to Pete the heel who will drop it to you, the baby face. So I get, is, this, is this Q-tip? Q-tip the heel? Q-tip the heel. So I get why he said what he said because in that sense he's not a transitional champion. But in the sense that his reign is – like in terms of – what I see a transitional champion is he is a short champion who – they don't really want to give him the title, but he's been given the title to serve a purpose of getting the title from Drew to Bobby, but you don't want to have them wrestle before WrestleMania. Okay, cool. That's so that is purely that's purely it, it, the Miz's And he is I a transitional like, champion. I feel like it's real semantics, right, to be like, oh, you know, but it can't really be this because he's he's this and he's that. Like, at the end of the day, Miz is the vehicle to get us to Lashley and Andrew. That is a transitional champion. Same way Dolph Ziggler was when he had a world title reign. You can dress it up how you like it, but it is. Like, that is that is what we get. And, you know, you, you could say, you know, because you don't want these two to touch, so you have Miz get in the middle of that. Um, that That is the whole purpose of the reign, is it not? Like, oh, oh yeah, maybe we're wrong. And the Miz holds it. And then this is, a you know, a mute, mute point. But... um. 
I think I, I really feel like that's a bit pedantic to kind of be like, well, you know, historically it's this and this, and so you know that's wrong. I don't think it is. I'm going to read you a conversation that happened on Wrestling Observer Radio today regarding Rhea Ripley. Wow, this Brian. is a left turn. Okay, yeah, Brian, what the hell is taking so long? It's about Rhea Ripley and why she hasn't been on the main roster since the Royal Rumble. Dave, it takes a while to drive to Orlando from Orlando to St. Petersburg. Brian. Why does she have to drive to Orlando to uh, drive from Orlando to St. Petersburg? She was in the Royal Rumble. She was in this building. Dave, she had to go back home. Brian, for what? <laughs> Dave, her toothbrush. Brian, she can't get another toothbrush from across the road from this Thunderdome. I find that hard to believe. Dave, I don't know. That's a, a very... Is that a serious conversation? I, I'm struggling to understand. I thought Dave I'm was cra- I thought Dave was cracking the joke. No, I hope so, but it's not very funny. <laughs> no, the whole the, listen. Let's let's move away from this. I, I respect those two. I don't want to start just this becoming a bashing of anyone else's show, but whatever that no. was. It, anyway, it, it, just made laugh, it made me laugh when I saw that on Twitter. That I think they were just broken by Raw, which I thought was quite a good show, but They're that conversation. Right. Oh, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna rise to anyway. Anyway, um, Brangel says, "Do you really think the Rock and Roman Reigns dream match comes true?" Yes, I do. But I'm not gonna say any more until you pay an ultra chat like everyone else, my friend. You only get so much in this goddamn era. I'm afraid we've got paying customers waiting here, and that's exactly where we're going now, Louis. So, without further ado, it's WrestleScope up with the first ultra chat. Instead of Charlotte versus Oscar at WrestleMania, can we get a long redemption of Charlotte's storyline? Following up on her promo last night, she spends three to six months finding her way back to the championship. Listen, I'm not against Charlotte Flair going on an odyssey and just putting on great matches, working her way back up, right? Similarly, maybe not identical, but similarly to when, you know, Cena was like depressed after losing to The Rock and he had to like claw his way back to the scene next year. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind Charlotte Flair having a bit of time off from the title picture. I know WWE see her as like the gold standard, pun intended. Um, But when I look at Charlotte Flair, I think there's a million things you could do with her that would give a a load of different rubs to different people. Having said that, I think if Rhea Ripley's coming up, Alex the Triple Threat McCarthy might be bang on the money here. And that is where they're going with it. Yeah, Triple Threat McCarthy, I think, could be on the money. I would actually have it as a single between Rhea and Asuka. I think the Charlotte storyline works well. Have a story of her being in the pre-show Battle Royal. Her not being able to... to, to you're, listen, you're, I get it. you're right. You're right. But put the WWE cap on when you say it. Yes, yes. This, this is what I would do. I would have her, for example, have to go through a qualifying match to get into Money in the Bank. I would have her not challenge for a title for months to try and delay that storyline, to, 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 I guess, build her redemption, some sympathy as a babyface, have her sort of cheated out of things to try and build that that, that sympathy as a babyface. Because as we said, she hasn't won a match in her last eight matches. Why, in theory, should she get a title match? She shouldn't, really. She, oh, she missed a lot of TV time. So uh, I, I think that's what they should do. But as you say, the WWE hat, I reckon it will either be a single between Asuka and Charlotte or Rhea will be involved and it will be a triple threat. Yeah, I think that it has to be around that. Like, 
if you're going to insert Rhea Ripley at this stage, unless you have a big time matchup waiting for her on Raw, and I can't see where it is if it doesn't involve Charlotte or Oscar, she has to be in that picture. And the history, all of that stuff, it, it's too. It makes too much sense to not happen. But uh, they have Ma- Matthew Mikowski has said, "I'm saying Rhea, no." Charlotte should be in the pre-show battle royal to build her some sympathy and to like not give her the title matches all the time. Not Rhea. Rhea should not. Rhea should be in the title match. I think. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I understood, um, but Louis, sensitive Louis. Listen, Louis, here's some love for you. There you go. Louis has more personality than backstage interviewers reading that conversation from Bubba two three two. There you go. I've, actually, I've actually got an, an interest. An interesting comment here from Mark. So obviously I mentioned Money in the Bank. Isn't it too early to be talking about Money in the Bank 2021? So I don't want to... It's not long. It's like May. It's not. I would bet that AEW knows what storylines are happening at All Out, roughly. Knows All Out 2021. So September 2021. I'm willing to bet. I know that's all, all I seem to say at the moment. But I think they've even said it. They book like six to nine months in advance. I, yeah, I, I, I think they probably know what's happening at All Out, which is why you often get the long-term storylines with the, the, the slow burn and things like that. So I don't think it's too early to be thinking about money in the bank at all. Yeah, I don't either. Has WWE thought about it? Probably not. I'd actually like money in the bank at Mania again. Like, Me I mean, too. this is gonna, this could spiral off into a whole different conversation, but and I'm not going to let it. But the gimmick pay-per-views is something that I've never been a fan of. I much prefer things to happen organically. Uh, Elimination Chamber, terrible placement before uh, WrestleMania. That could be a great pay-per-view later on in the year when you actually believe a lot of people could drop the belt. Um, There's, you know, Hell in a Cell is a weird one. Like, no, Extreme Rules, that's a fine pay-per-view for me. I don't mind that. Like, that's that's okay because there's a lot of variants. But, like, specific gimmick matches... I do find annoying. And I do think Money in the Bank was a great place for WrestleMania. Now you've got these battle royals when really you could concentrate some of those fields into a meaningful match like the Money in the Bank. I just, uh, yeah, for me, I feel like that's something that WWE, but they they, they love the branding and all that malarkey. So it's never going to happen. Uh, Matty. Hey, Alex and Louie. How are you? I'm good. Louie, are you good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Louie, did you take Harvey on your walk? No. My mum took him out for for a walk of her own, okay. so um, I, I went. I, I quite I love walking with him, but he likes to sniff like trees and bushes. So if I want to actually go for like a long walk, I can't with him because he he likes to. He, he's a bit of a nosy dog, so he'll go on to drives and stop, and he just gets annoying. Dog stuff, dog stuff. I miss walking my uh, my my passed away dog. Unfortunately, um, I used to put my headphones in. I you know obviously I know you don't like music. <laughs> Walk the dog, fantastic. Podcast, always podcast. Podcast when I'm walking the dog. Good shout. Uh, I liked Raw. I liked the show Long Story with Miz and Lashley. So did I, Matt. Uh, Lashley versus Drew will be good. Edge Roman should rule too. Here's a non-related question. How buzzing are you for 21st of June? Wrestling daily at the pub? We could. I mean, every pub's going to be rammed ever. But <laughs> but we could. Tell we you have what, the power. Uh, if... So I think, I think we're thinking probably for for us to be able to go to a show. When do you say that? Sorry, cut out a little bit. Summer. Summer. So, yeah, summer, summer. That's when I'm... So we will... I met I I... WWE yesterday and I was like, look, <laughs> can I get to Mania? No. Can I get to SummerSlam? Yeah. I reckon there's going to be a UK tour this year as well. That's what I'm hearing. So, so I tell you what, if 
there is a an event. Alex and I will do a wrestling daily live in person. We'll figure it out. We'll chat to Pete. Even if we stream live from America immediately after, not immediately after SummerSlam, but on, on the day after SummerSlam, we will make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I um, that's good. I'm just thinking in my head, like the hotel I'm staying at in America will surely have good Wi-Fi. Um, so, yeah, I... I mean, I've been planning to do this for my radio show as well. Um, just trying to figure out, you know, when we can actually do live shows again. Like, and Wrestling Daily mm. would be would be the same. I would love to be able to do that, like live from wherever the shows are taking place and all of that good stuff. So, I'm hoping. I am hoping. Um, but we will see. We will and see. Hopefully, I'll be there if WWE lets me. And if yeah. not, Al can take me as his like little surrogate son. I mean, you are my surrogate son. Um, <laughs> there you have it. Um, Bacon Rasher uh, says, hang on. He says, live from BT Sports Studio, I, I assume in response to the tour thing that I said. No, um, when things open up here, they normally come over November time anyway. And I think that would be their plan once again. They, they would O2, do they, they, if they come to London, they go to the O2. Yeah, every 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 time. And then they always make a stop in Manchester. So I think that would be what WWE are leaning towards. I heard from someone at BT that that is on for what, you know, that's that's a, that's on the table, basically. And as soon as WWE can get here, they will. So we'll have to wait and see for that. I'd... To be honest, from what, from what it seems, like we seem like we might be ahead of like having full stadiums and things like that than, than the US. Yeah, I mean, it's with the US, right? Because it's like state governed. So, mm. for instance, Florida, even though there might be data saying don't, we'll be like, well, we're going to open up stadiums anyway. <laughs> Whereas England, we're all governed by the government. Um, so, yeah, a bit different. But I think you're right. I think, like, is again, I don't want to say famous last words, but we appear to be on the right track now with the vaccine and all that good stuff. So, hopefully, man, I need to get to a wrestling show. Uh, Benny Boy 4 says, so, on Friday, Naya got pinned by Reggie. Sunday, Nia pinned Sasha. Last night, Nia pinned Oscar. Who comes out of that looking good? Reggie. Reggie, yeah. <laughs> the only one without a title in that. <laughs> the only uh, man in the woman's storyline comes out looking good. I hadn't even thought about that. That Nia Jax has pinned both the champions in two consecutive days. Had that even dawned on you? I hadn't thought about it till now. Wow. WWE strike again. Um, they love they love some Nia, don't they? Oh, nothing against Nia, but Jesus Christ. Uh, Mark Board. Hi, guys. Like Louis, I thought the Charlotte promo was really well done, but was for a program I want off my TV. I've never hated Charlotte, but her booking. That's fine. Uh, even now, her booking has further damaged Oscar's reign by her involvement in it. Let me tell you something about that. Her reign was not going great before Charlotte got back to TV. So let's not... Pin that no. on Charlotte. The last couple of defences that she's had, Oscar being she, was uh, Selena Vega was the second one, who's not even in the company anymore. And the other one was a DQ over Lana. Sorry, that is not Zelina hasn't way. Zelina hasn't been in the company for four months. But it's crazy, Zelina, like a third of a year. It's, it's mental. Yeah, uh, since Bailey and Banks, Asuka's done nothing. Uh, I get the Charlotte story hasn't helped. But I don't think it's Charlotte's. I don't think like Charlotte's involvement is where it went downhill. It was going downhill way before. 
Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, I get it. They segue to making those two the champions for a little bit, which takes you away from the title picture or whatever. But, um, you know, he did say further damaged. And I understand what you mean. I I, I like the, the dynamic between Charlotte and Oscar. I don't hate it. I don't think it's, I don't think Charlotte's to blame for Oscar's reign. Well, what I'm saying is, the WWE haven't, you know, booked themselves into that position with Oscar, and it was doing it long before Charlotte got back. So, I don't know if you can directly attribute that to Charlotte, but yeah, I can see where you're coming from, though. It hasn't furthered things on. I'll give you we, that. Hang we on, have Mark, a few Mark, comments Mark asking has a, about. Okay, go on. Go on. no, go on. I said, we you, have a, we have a few comments asking what's happening on June 21st. That would be England coming out of lockdown. Uh, well, not to say lockdown. It's going to come out of this whole COVID, apparently. All co- yeah, all COVID restrictions. Every, everything, everything is back in the game from June 21st, providing that along these four steps, we don't have any setbacks and things get okay. So, you know, actually back to normality. Me actually going back into London would be mental in a studio, all of these things. Uh, yeah. Going out and interviewing people, all of that good stuff. From the June. WrestleTalk boys all being back in the studio, hopefully. Yeah, exactly. And lest we forget, the Euros this summer, I mean, there could be some serious things going down. Uh, I hope so, man. I really hope so. Um, and, man, I need a holiday. But that's what it is. June 21st is the end date and the four steps that our Prime Minister has um, signalled would then open everything back up again. We would basically be normality. That is the hope. And thus... Towards the end of the year, WWE will be able to come in. O2, all that great stuff. I'm getting excited thinking about it now, and I don't want to. I don't want to get too excited, but there you go. Um, let's get back into the ultra chats because we need to finish sharp tonight, so Louis can interview Melina. Uh, Mark has another one. If Shayna, I like what you did there, drop the belts, I feel like Shayna getting involved in the Raw Women's Title picture would be amazing, due to her history with Rhea and the possible matches with Oscar. I just hope someone backstage can help Shayna with her push that direction. I, I mean, Lou, I think he's onto something. I think Shayna should be in that mix. And you could even, there's a load of things you could do. You could do Shayna Oscar in that dream match that I've always talked about that we never quite get. Then you could do Charlotte and Rhea, right? You could do any combination of those four. I'm just not sure I believe WWE will put Shayna into that role, which is very sad. I completely agree. I think there's so many options, but whether WWE take up on those options is another thing. Shane has a ready-made package. She is, though, and I, I was quite shocked when I heard this the other day. Let me just double-check my facts. She's While you're 40. doing that, I will tell She's Bacon 40. Rasta. Yes, she is 40. Uh, the TalkSport Studio Tour you can have when I get back in there. Uh, yeah, Shayna is 40. Indeed, yeah. That surprised me. So, I mean... I mean, wrestlers, what, 40, late, mid-40s? They normally hang up their boots? Yeah. But I'm obviously don't, don't want to put words into Shayna's mouth, not knowing when she plans on retiring or what. But, um, yeah, I, I, I hope the WWE pulls the trigger on her soon rather than later because she is a ready-made, ready-made. Like, you don't need to do much with her. There's great matches to be had there. I think it's silly if it doesn't happen, to be honest. Chris Petrus says, hello again, friends. Uh, last night's Randy Orton Black Liquid segment reminded me of Papa Shango. You're not the only one, mate. Are they working towards a cameo spot? Is it just pure coincidence? Hashtag wrestling daily for life. Coincidence, I would say. Yeah. Um, just literally another way to further this supernatural angle with Alexa and Bray. I don't think it has any connection, I'm afraid. Lou? Yeah, I agree. I think that um, 
I think that if WWE was working towards something, they would have made it abundantly clear. Like, yeah. It wouldn't be like a subtle tease. It'd be like, oh my God, didn't that remind you of Papa Shango? That's exactly oh what WWE did. Oh my God. Um, so yeah, I don't think that's the case. Elizabeth Stallion says, hi guys, we'll be watching on Catch Up as it's my birthday today. Happy birthday, Elizabeth Stallion. Lizzie Rascal herself. Uh, and I am celebrating. Just wanted to thank all of the Wrestling Daily presenters and the chat crew for being all round Good eggs. Much love to you all. Ah, everybody, wish Elizabeth a happy birthday. In the chat, 162 of you are watching. Wish that woman happy birthday for when she checks it out on Catch Up. Uh, let's move Happy thing. birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Bacon Rasher, evening, lads. And to all our good eggs. Hot take alert. Oh, dear. I put it in the Raw review earlier. Cena was on the phone to Miz on Raw to set up Hollywood Miz and Cena versus Priest and Bad Bunny at Mania. Then Drew beats Bobby at Mania. Drew gets booze. Drew equals new Roman. Wow. Um, I will say I've seen a lot, a lot of digest. people. I've seen a lot of people saying that they want Bobby to have a long reign as champion. And like, don't don't want to see Drew pick it up at Mania. I disagree with that. Um, I want to see Drew as champion. I think giving him he deserves that. But like, deserved is like uh, I know we, we've thrown it around a lot recently. But not a lot of people deserve a lot in wrestling. Uh, actually, that that sounded bad. But the word "deserved" yeah. is thrown about a lot. Drew deserves a moment in front of fans. So I hope he gets it. In terms of Hollywood Miz and Cena against Priest and Bad Bunny, I do not see it happening at all. I like your brain. I like I like how your brain's working. Um, I just don't see that being, you know, if they could have seen her. I don't know. Who do you think he's on the phone to? Who was he was sort of texting? That's a good question. Bow wow, probably. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. You know, um, you know what? You're probably right. It's a shout. Um, I, I will say just quickly on that. Um, what was the first part that you said on that, Lou Drew? Carrying, you know, through your first title reign through the pandemic, and as well as he did it, I do think he deserves that moment in front of the fans. I don't think the fans would reject him. I could be wrong, but I don't think they would. Um, yeah, I, I think he does. I, I would. I'm going to stop short of the deserve word. I would love to see it. I'll go with that. Uh, we got one more here from Mark Mello. Hey guys from Ontario, Canada, Marcus. Uh, I hope you're well. My question today is regarding the current AEW Women's World Title Tournament that Alex McCarthy maybe had an exclusive with Kenny Omega about. Who are your picks to win it all? Uh, Britt Baker is the odds-on favourite right now. Thanks kindly for your responses. I must be fully transparent, Lou. I thought I read some spoilers for the US side last week, so I don't you want did. to be. I don't want to be that guy. If they are spot on, and this person has previous, so they probably are. I don't want to. Um, give anything away or even nod in any particular direction. All I will say is, Louis, who do I want the Japan side to win? Yuki, y Yuka Sakazaki. Yuka Sakazaki! Jam that jam! Get it in there! She should win that side. She's doing the babyface role perfectly. Get Yuka in that final. I completely agree with you. Yeah! Louis and Alex. And I've not just said that because I've seen it's 9pm. <laughs> well, that will do us for here on the Wrestling Daily. Louis has got some business to attend to with uh, Melina. Man, what a great, what a great star she was in her day. What an entrance! I don't know if you'll get it on camera, Lou, but 
good luck to you, my friend. I'm sure it's going to be great. Uh, how can people watch that, man? You're off work this week. Are we going to get to watch it this week or is it next week? Uh, should be this week. I'm going to, uh, I, I will have people to help me out with that. Awesome. All right, then. Well, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in tonight. You know, we always appreciate you. You will see that man. There you go. Got the camera right. Um, on when, on Friday. He'll be back Friday, 8 p.m. Until then, SB3 tomorrow, 8 p.m. Here on Wrestling Daily. You guys have been great. And we will see you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>